Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. So today we are in the Words of Wisdom series. We are appropriately in Proverbs, and for those folks out there that say there aren't any contradictions in the Bible, well, here we go. Um, Two verses from Proverbs 26, verses 4 and 5. Don't answer fools according to their folly, or you will become like them yourself. Answer fools according to their folly, or they will deem themselves wise. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our eyes that we might see and know the word you have for us this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So I meet once a month with our music team, and I was sharing with them. They had some questions about where this sermon series was going to go and that sort of thing, so I was sort of talking them through this, this particular sermon, and I read them those two verses, and I said, so my question is, Are you supposed to answer a fool according to their folly or not answer a fool according to their folly? And Matt did not miss a beat and said, hmm, what does the Bible say? (laughs) And that was a perfect encapsulation of the reality here because the Bible says both. The Bible says both because the Bible recognizes that wisdom deeply depends on the context. That the context in which a decision is being made really matters as to what the wise decision is. And we are actually used to doing this. Any of you that have raised more than one child know that wisdom takes context because what worked for one child and was wise for one child may not be wise for another child, right? And in fact, our popular culture wisdom actually is full of these kinds of contradictions. I'm gonna share just a few of them with you today. First, the more the merrier, and two's company, three's a crowd. (laughs) Actions speak louder than words. The pen is mightier than the sword. Opposites attract. Birds of a feather flock together. You're never too old to learn, except you can't teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) Clothes make the man, but don't judge a book by its cover. And great minds think alike, but also fools never differ. What is the wisdom? Well, the truth is that they are all true, sometimes. And wisdom is knowing when and where they are true. Which brings us to the Proverbs that we read today. Now, let's, let's unpack these Proverbs just a little bit. I'm, I'm going to read them again and do a little bit of explanation, because when you just fly through them, sometimes um, you don't get a chance to reflect. So the first one is, 
Don't answer fools according to their folly, or you will become like them yourself. And that proverb is basically saying, look, when someone is being foolish, don't try to go into that foolishness with them. Don't try to meet them there. You'll have to sink to their level, and you will end up adding to the foolishness yourself, even if you're trying to argue against it. And you're probably not going to change their mind. So why bother? But then there is also answer fools according to their folly or they will deem themselves wise. There are some things that people say that you have to take a stand against and say, no, that is foolish and I don't want you to think that I'm in agreement with you. And here is why I disagree with you and why it is important for me to take a stand against what you are saying or what you are doing. But which one is wise and when? Well, many of you know that I teach Bible study on Wednesday nights from 5.30 to 7.30, and we, I put this challenge before them and, and actually gave them an example to kind of grasp a hold of this. So let's imagine that you are at Thanksgiving dinner, and Aunt Frances is saying some foolishness across the table from you. But you don't want to start a fight at the family Thanksgiving dinner and so you say, well, that's very interesting, Aunt Frances. I've never thought of it that way. But then, a little bit later, you hear your child repeat what Aunt Frances said. And you say to your child, no, we do not think that way. We do not agree with that. And your child says, but, but Aunt Frances said. And you say, we love Aunt Frances, but we don't love everything that Aunt Frances says. And so we are not going to continue on with that. Because the stakes are different, right? At Thanksgiving dinner, the stakes were, let's keep the peace for this family moment versus I don't want my child going out into the world carrying on beliefs and values that I do not support. The stakes are different. And so you have to respond in a different way. Wisdom knows the difference. My Bible study group does not leave me alone. I throw these challenges at them, they throw one right back at me. So they said, okay, so say it's a few weeks later and you're at lunch with Aunt Frances. Just you and Aunt Frances, then what do you do? I said, I think the context still matters. Because if Aunt Frances has invited you to lunch because she wants you to endorse her political campaign and she wants you to endorse the ideas that you have an objection to, you can say, no, Aunt Frances. Even if it's just Aunt Frances asks you, why aren't you sharing my Facebook posts? You can say, no, Aunt Frances, I don't agree with you and here's why I don't agree with you and take a stand in that moment. Versus, if you are at lunch with Aunt Frances at her nursing home and Aunt Frances has just a couple more months to live, what Aunt Frances needs in that moment is for you to love her, to know that she is loved, to know that she's part of your family and she means something to you. Wisdom knows the difference of when to answer a fool and when not to. Now that's a nice hypothetical, but I'm a medal. I'm a medal in my own life, so you all are somewhat off the hook here. Um, I want to share with you a real-life application to this question. About 25 years ago, I had a friend that every other day after work, we would meet and we would walk around one of our neighborhoods. And we were walking around one of our neighborhoods one particular afternoon and got to talking about the Bible and how we understand it. And I don't remember exactly what it was that she said, but I said to her, 
Well, what do you do about the fact that there are so many contradictions in the Bible? How do you reckon that with how you understand the Bible as this literal word of God that was dictated down that you have to adhere to 100% when, when there are contradictions in the Bible? And she said, there are no contradictions in the Bible. And I said, yes, there are contradictions in the Bible. And she said, no, there are no contradictions in the Bible. And I said, I can find a contradiction in the second chapter. Like, you don't even have to go far. And she said, there are no contradictions in the Bible. And I said, okay, I'll tell you what, when we get back to your house, we'll pull out a Bible and I'll show you some of them. And she said, no, there are no contradictions in the Bible and we will not open the Bible to find out. Now I had a choice. I could answer that or not answer that. But what was the choice really? The choice really was choosing to be right or keep a friend. And what do you think I chose? Yeah, last month I got an invitation to her daughter's graduation because I chose to keep a friend. However, this week, I want to talk to the tradition that taught her that. The tradition that also said this week that I am sinful for standing right here. That I am an abomination for preaching to all of you. I'm going to answer that foolishness. <laughs> and I'm going to answer it in my writing. I'm going to answer it in my serving. I'm going to answer it in my preaching. I'm going to answer it in making safe space for the women that have been told they are less than, that they cannot fulfill the call that is on their lives from God. I'm going to make a space for them to mourn that and weep that and struggle with that and come to a different place in that journey. And then I'm going to empower them to step into that call. It was eight years ago this past week that this stole was put on me and a bishop laid hands on me and said take thou authority and it will be this week in hot springs that another bishop will lay hands on people and do the same thing and that bishop is a woman and she will with all authority give them authority our tradition is not all the way there yet in empowering people, but we're getting there. And I am so grateful that I can stand here this day and wear this and bring this word to you. And I would say to that tradition that tells me I can't, that says there are passages in the Bible that say a, a woman should not teach a man and a woman should be silent in church, I will say, yes, you are right. There are biblical passages that say that. But you're focusing on those, and what about all the passages where women carry the word that Jesus Christ has been raised? What about all the passages where women do healing? What about all the passages where women lead and preach and prophesy and judge? Do we acknowledge those two passages that say they can't teach and can't speak? and then close the Bible and say, those other passages do not exist. Well, if that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose to do. But I am grateful that I'm in a tradition where I can read the whole Bible and acknowledge that there are contradictions 
in this Bible because this Bible is a book of wisdom and wisdom recognizes that context matters. And I can claim that the inconsistency of the Bible is actually its strength because it makes room for that kind of wisdom. The Bible itself recognizes that to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. But this Bible also recognizes that seasons change and there is a new purpose. And wisdom recognizes that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. That's the wisdom for next week when we get to Ecclesiastes. <laughs> so today I will stand on this wisdom that sometimes we answer foolishness and sometimes we don't. And wisdom is knowing the difference. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at fumcbentonville.org or on Venmo at fumcbentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example for radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.